0: yeah i mean all human behavior is just a way to escape discomfort so whether it's we're in work or we're in we're in our personal lives all we're trying to do is escape this discomfort that we're feeling whether it's a task that's too challenging or whether it's a boring task so really all we have to ask ourselves is why am i procrastinating something so you mentioned a few things there
1: let's go back because i want to
0: Only 10% of distractions are caused by external triggers and a whopping 90% of distractions are because of what's happening within
1: us, i.e. internal triggers. You're listening to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Linda and today we have another special guest on the podcast. Welcome back, Elena. Thanks, Linda. So Elena and I both have a number of clients that we oversee in different departments, whether it is HubSpot, whether it's coaching or retainer clients. And with this comes the skill of time management and avoiding distraction. Because without that, you will very quickly drown in the roles that we're in. Today, we're gonna to be talking about three main components or topics that come to avoiding distractions in the workplace and what we've learned along the way. And the topics that we are going to be talking about are very closely aligned with the work of Ni Eyal. I hope I pronounced that right? He has an awesome book on, uh, it's called Indestructible, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life. So if you're interested in this topic, definitely have a look at that book. Um, But yeah, I guess today we're going to be talking about how we are able to manage our time in the roles that we're in and everything that we've learned along the way. So with that being said, Elena, let's take it right to the top and just talk about distractions and what it is, and the real reasons why people become distracted.
0: Well, a distraction is essentially is something that you didn't set your intention on doing for the day or for that specific time, and you're doing it anyway. Uh, this can be work related or not work related, um, but near egal, egal, yeah, brings us up in numerous podcasts he's on and in his book as well if it's something that is planned with intention it becomes a point of traction and therefore it is not a distraction but if it's not it becomes a distraction then Um, there's a quote from dorothy parker as well Uh, the time you plan is not a waste of time
1: i like that and there's a key thing that you mentioned there and it it really is key to the topics that we're going to be talking about today and it's about intention So, you know, a lot of people will start their day and I start my day like this as well. So I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm also in this bucket. However, I try and do it more intentionally now. But I guess, you know, this concept around intention is, you know, a lot of people will start their day, open up their laptop and check their emails and say to themselves, you know what, it's a work-related task. So I'm not being distracted or I'm not procrastinating but just because it is a work related task, doesn't mean you're not getting distracted. And we're going to talk about the concept of like reactive versus reflective type tasks. But I think that's a really important point to make when it comes to distractions, that there are still reactive distractions like checking emails. And as much as you want to say to yourself, oh, it's a work related task, you know, I'm not being distracted. That is still in that bucket of distraction.
0: Definitely. I think a lot of us, a lot of the time, we try to start off our days with something that's easy and or an urgent task that comes through an email or a Slack message or another notification. Yeah. But it's really important to really focus in the morning when you're at your most cognitive state on the tasks that are actually important work and that you've planned to do in advance um, that are moving your careers forward.
1: So what you're talking about there, Elena, um, and something that is you know, one of these key themes is when to- when we talk about distractions, we we can kind of segment them into two ways, internal and external distractions, and how you'll have internal triggers, which are causing you to procrastinate and not focus on what you're meant to be doing. But then there's also the this external bucket as well. And there's a stat mm. you mentioned earlier, Len. it's so powerful. Do you want to repeat that? So it's only 10% that is external distractions
0: and 90% are internal triggers and distractions. Crazy. These are points of like discomfort, emotional irregulation. Um, and they're essentially pain points within us that we're not addressing or are trying to avoid by making us do busy work or like, you know, answering all these pings. Um, and it's not the most productive use of our time.
1: It's so crazy because before I heard that, I thought that external triggers in this day and age, if you will, were so much higher than just 10%. And I thought internally that was a much smaller number. And when we say external, you know, external triggers, we're talking about, you know, the Slack notifications, the tap on your shoulder to do something else that's off course, the, hey, can you pass me the charger in the office? Like all the external pings and dings, that kind of bucket. But, you know, internally, Elena's kind of also talking about that concept of, yeah, emotional regulation and being able to actually identify why you're procrastinating and getting to the root cause of that and then putting in measures and tools to be able to overcome those things. So I guess it's creating that awareness. But yeah, I I just thought it was so crazy that external was so little, particularly in this day and age, because I feel like, there's a big conversation around that these days, how we're so distracted by all of the, you know, social media and this and that. And, you know, when you think about it, I think generationally there's always been something, like I know the generation before us, they were called couch potatoes. (laughs) So there always has been distractions. And I think today it's about moving the narrative away from, hey, it's not all these external things that are going on that's causing distractions, but you really need to work on the internal stuff and put in the tools there.
0: Yeah I mean all human behavior is just a way to escape discomfort so whether it's we're in work or we're in, we're in our personal lives all we're trying to do is escape this discomfort that we're feeling whether it's a task that's too challenging or whether it's a boring task so really all we have to ask ourselves is why am I procrastinating something. Yeah
1: so you mentioned a if- few things there let's go back because I want to sit on the you know scheduling certain tasks like what do you do Elena how has that evolved oh it's evolved (laughs) quite a bit
0: I feel like when I first started I was very reactive Um, my clients at the time were also very reactive Um, I feel like I had to really try to move away from that and unlearn that behavior both for myself and for them so that we could progress the account and get the growth that they really want to get to. Um, So I feel like a lot of the time was spent like constantly checking emails, making Mm -hmm. sure that like I'm adding to this never ending to-do list and then getting overwhelmed with it. Um, And then I started slowly to utilize teamwork, which is something that we use um, at our office for task management. Um, And I would manage my today and my leg tasks. And over time, I think I've just realized that those things, some of those are just small things that I end up getting distracted about and wasting a lot more time than I expect to waste my time on. Yeah. So now I use time blocking. So I time block for like a week or two weeks at a time, uh, especially when I know I have a lot of big projects And that time blocking can include like breaks and thinking time, and even time for like menial tasks and emails as well. But I try to time block it so that like my morning is the like most cognitive tasks that I know that I really need my creativity, my flow juices, you know, all that kind of deep work stuff. Yeah. Um. And sometimes I sit in that time block even, and it's just not happening. But. Mm maybe it might take five, 10 minutes, but eventually I'll get into the task. So it's like the commitment to that time blocking is really essential to have that patience with the time blocking. And you're not going to get it right straight away and it Mm -hmm. might not work for you, but that definitely um, helps a lot. Uh, I've also started keeping a notepad next to me of like things that I think of while I'm doing this deep work task or like I see a pink come through. I usually try to turn off my notifications when I do deep work. Yeah. But sometimes um, I forget and something comes through. So I have a notepad for my distracting thoughts, essentially. They might be work related stuff. They might be like, oh, don't forget to pay the internet bill. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so am I might love when that just comes up <laughs> randomly in the middle of a deep work task. Yeah.
0: It is what it is. You can't prevent that from happening, but what you can do is instead of like pondering on it it and letting it consume your deep work time or your flow time, you can note it down and be like, okay, I know now that I can come back to it and have that like delayed gratification of like, I still get to do this thing and make sure that this isn't something I'm worrying about, but you get that delayed gratification of also like, I completed that task and I didn't get distracted by my internal triggers as well. Um, and I think those are the main things I do.
1: Yeah. There's so much in there. (laughs) there (laughs) So many valuable tips. Where do we start? (laughs) I agree. So when you say, and just to confirm, like to really dumb it down, when you say time blocking, what are we like, is that like a calendar on your laptop? Like how does that actually visually look like to you? If someone was to go and implement this, like what do you actually do?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I tried, time blocking by like writing it down on a piece of paper like from this time to this time, I'm going to focus on this task. Yeah. That didn't work. I'm a very visual person. Like, you, mm-hmm. you'll you need to find a way that this works for you, essentially, because everyone's different. Yeah. But because I'm a very visual person, I, I need that physical view. Um, and those also, um, my Outlook notifications that it's time to move on to the next task yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah those yeah. are really helpful. True, so, good point. I color code my calendar. Yeah. I have two calendars I have my uh, meetings calendar and I have my tasks calendar, and they're color coded. Me too.
1: No way! <laughs> I love. We didn't even plan that, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I think that really helps me. Yeah. First of all, that means like if someone wants to schedule a meeting and I have time blocked for the next two weeks, like if it's a task and someone schedules a meeting with me, mm-hmm. I can move my priorities You're around aware. If, that, if that meeting's there.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think yeah, the the whole concept of being deliberate with my time. I feel like I've really evolved in in that space. So. Back when, you know, let's hook day one of account management, right? <laughs> Years ago, I remember I spent like at least six months trying to figure out how to manage my time effectively. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh my God, like, why is this so difficult? but I just hadn't finessed that skill. I hadn't worked on that skill. But I remember I tried so many different strategies to try and figure out the best way to get through my list. And I remember I would get to the end of the day and I had completed things, but then look at, Like the output, I'd be like, why do I feel so crap (laughs) (laughs) about the day I've just had? And why have I not gotten the important things done? So I spent a lot of time figuring out different ways to be able to be deliberate with my time. And you're right. I started with to-do lists, like actually writing down lists. I didn't do it on paper. I've moved off paper now. (laughs) Paper is in the past for me. (laughs) But I would do to-do lists on my laptop, like in OneNote or whatever. And I would try and make my way through that. But it would get so long.
0: It never and, ends. Yeah. And there
1: was, there was almost no um, structure to the to-do list. Like I would think, okay, I definitely want to get these done, but oh no, my boss has just messaged me this. Let me get that done. And then the important ones would get pushed down. And so the, the tasks were there, but I wasn't deliberate enough with how long those tasks should take and when mm-hmm. those tasks should happen. And I found once I implemented that with time blocking in my calendar and actually blocking out time for tasks, I was able to be more deliberate in that way. And I found that I was able to then kind of procrastinate less because I would make sure that my big, hairy, audacious, huge tasks were scheduled for the morning, my deep work tasks. And that's also another book. If you guys are interested in it, it's an awesome book. Um, I would make sure that my deep work tasks, so tasks that require a lot of focus or creativity, um, or just a lot of cognitive load were earlier in the day. And then as the day went on, my tasks would get smaller and smaller. And also the amount of time spent on them, you kind of saw that kind of decrease as well, um, to kind of work with the cognitive load throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, yeah, that was a a really big one for me, just structuring that.
0: that. I feel like with that, sorry, I've also become more productive doing that as well.
1: Yeah. I I will say, though, I still leave my 9 till 9.15 open in the morning. I don't schedule (laughs) straight away. Maybe that's something I should work on, but I find it works for me. I still... Being in the roles that we're in, you know, we still have to be really agile and there are Mm. going to be things like things that come up where we have to move off our tasks and that's okay. you know, that's in any role really, Um, but I do like to just allow that 15 minute window in the morning where I'm able to just check all the notifications, not necessarily reply to them because it is such a short block but just check all my notifications across Slack. So internally, notifications on email as well. If there is anything that is alarming that I need to move my tasks, then I will rearrange my day. But if there's not, at least I have that time to just check everything. So that way, emotionally, I feel like I'm ready to head into like the first major task of the day. And I find that works for me.
0: Definitely, I think in our role, we really need to have some flexibility with (laughs) I feel like even in other roles, like if you're doing time blocking, a lot of the time when people start time blocking, what they're doing is that like, I have to do the tasks when the time block is and like they get stressed about it. And I'm like, well, yes, because you still have to be agile and flexible to do what you feel like you still need to do in your role and adjust if you need to adjust.
1: Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I um. I think the important thing as well is you know try and question the tasks that you're doing and just just i guess be intentional with them so as kind of you know if you're not time blocking for example and you want to look at time blocking and moving away from like a to-do list for for example it really is as simple as just blocking out like in your calendar selecting certain amount of time that you think something will take and just adding intention. So still allow for you, if you if you are always checking your emails, right? And you're not intentionally doing them, put in that time in your calendar to check your email, still give it that space. Um, another really awesome tip that um, Ni nee mentioned as well, was um, oh, allowing time to feel emotions. Yeah. Do you remember listening to that?
0: Yeah, that Elena? was one of my favorite bits, honestly. Um, one of the things I feel like I'm going to start doing from that, actually I've started to slowly implement it by giving myself like my break time as like actually first of all, taking my break time. There's been times that I don't take (laughs) my break time, but stepping away from my computer and technology and giving myself that time to like brainstorm, um, have that like ruminating time essentially Uh, maybe not the negative ruminating time (laughs) but like working through thoughts and stuff like if you're thinking of a very complicated campaign um, and some thoughts keep coming into your head like giving yourself the time to actually think and ponder on things rather than being like oh like when I get to that task eventually like I have it blocked for this time I'll put those thoughts down but if they keep coming in mm-hmm. you can't keep stopping them all the time so yeah. maybe giving yourself the time if it is
1: penetrating your mind and your everyday yeah to write those thoughts down right okay yeah I haven't actually done that before but that's really interesting I like that a
0: lot There's been so many times where I'm like, I have to do this task, I've time blocked it in. And this task is not for another three days, but it keeps like being on my mind. So clearly it's on top of my mind. So I need to give it the time if my mind is pondering on it now. Mm -hmm. So I might take a 15 minute break or like a 10 minute break and I'll just close my laptop and get all my thoughts down and yeah. when I come back to that task, honestly, in the end, it it helps me with that task because I'm right. like, I have a starting point that my brain was already contemplating. Yeah. And sometimes when I haven't taken that time before and I wait until that task, I'm sitting there like, I had all these great ideas, but now nothing's new.
1: <laughs> True. So just like seizing the moment almost. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like um, that's a nice transition, if you will, because- I think you know when it comes to procrastination it it, you'll find it really happens when you're intentional and you kind of um, allow awareness in your mind to think about when you procrastinate it's very easy to not do that or get distracted when you're doing something that you love Mm. um, and doing something that you enjoy you know like for me it's shopping if I'm going shopping (laughs) I'm not sitting on my phone for 10 minutes prior it's Saturday I'm putting my clothes on and I'm heading to the shops right (laughs) I love shopping you know whether it's reading a book that you really enjoy like whether it's work related like and it's it's a really creative um, part of your work which you enjoy you'll find that you procrastinate less but then there's the tools on how to avoid that when you are doing something that you don't enjoy as much Mm. yes definitely
0: talk to me about that Elena if you're not enjoying something I feel like patience is the number one thing mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us don't sit with the discomfort that's it's coming back to that indestructi- indestructible yeah uh, term a lot of us you know a task is not working I mentioned this earlier in the episode as well a task is not working you've time blocked for it and it's just not happening and a lot of us after like a minute or two minutes we give up mm-hmm. but if you sit there for like five, 10 minutes, it will come to you eventually. Like if you're just not distracting yourself by looking at, you know, your ping notifications, your slacks, you're just like, you open it to the task and you start something, anything, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's just dot points, mm-hmm. if you start it and you give yourself the time to actually give it a go, yeah, rather than being like, this isn't working and just like move on, mm-hmm.
1: that is one of the, best things i can say there so use that time blocking time like for that task as much time as you need and then make sure you end when you're meant to end yes but at least still put intention behind doing that task even if it takes you one minute three minutes 20 minutes like an hour to get into it depending on how much time you've allocated for it still sit with that task
0: yeah i think it's really about the flow state which is Something that we wanted to talk about anyway. Yeah. So the flow state is pretty much like you're in the zone, like time kind of falls away, and essentially every action and movement and thought is just like really dedicated to that task. But a lot of people are like, oh, like, why can't I get into a flow of things? Like, mm. well, you might not like the task, but or you might like the task and you're not able to get into the flow of things. I've had this when I'm painting a lot of the time, I'm like, I want to do this, but why can't I get into it? But all the time it's because I'm not actually sitting and trying to do the task and giving it the patience that it needs (laughs) to start doing it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into trying to get into a flow state and making Mm -hmm. sure that you're actually being indistractable as well. like challenge, challenge is one of the main things. Yeah, You can either add or remove challenge. If something is too challenging, you won't wanna do it. And if something is not challenging enough, you'll get bored and you'll not wanna do it either. Yeah. So there's that like gap of like not enough challenge and too much challenge that you'll need to resolve as well. Um,
1: That's really interesting. And I feel like that also works with the job that you're in as well. Like I feel like that works across Not just what we're talking about, but so many other facets of life as well. Oh, yeah. You know, to really be interested in what you're doing, you need to be challenged and not be bored. Like, yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. I mean,
0: like with flow state and like not doing tasks essentially that you're not particularly interested in, flow state is like you don't have to be interested in a task to Mm -hmm. achieve flow state. Yeah. Um, You can actually – Take some tips and actually start implementing flow state. Yeah. Um. Some of the times that we're in this role, especially when I first started, mm-hmm. one of the things that I did most of the time is hyperfocus. Yeah. Hyperfocus can be thrown around as like a synonym for flow state. <laughs> yeah. It is a buzzword, um, and it requires a high interest in the task, whereas flow state doesn't actually require a high interest in the task. Yeah, And hyper-focus can also come from like a huge anxiety of like, oh my God, I have to complete this task. Like if not like X, Y, Z happen and like everything blows up yep. <laughs> out of proportion. Whereas like in flow state, um, it's a sweet spot between like boredom and anxiety. You can achieve that without having to be interested in a task, and um, it can be engaging and rewarding regardless of if you're interested on it or not.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know near in the book, and I, I could butcher this. I hope I don't. He he talks about like the tactics for flow state, and he talks about these three domains, and ultimately needing to find purpose in what you're doing. And when you find that purpose, tying back the task to that purpose is always something that can get you through and get you going into Mm. your flow state. Um, And the three domains, he talks about like your future self and the time management of your future self. So um, when you're in that moment or when you are planning ahead, think about how would the person that I want to be, how would they spend their time, whether it's reading, whether it's like video games, like literally whatever it is, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But just being intentional about like your future self or the person that you want to be, or maybe someone you aspire to and how would they spend their time and always having that why behind you, Mm. I think is really important. He talks about the work domain as well, though, as one of the domains when he talks about um, reactive work and reflective work. And it's important to allow time, like schedule in time for both, which we were saying. So schedule in time for your active work, like your Slack, your notifications, your inbox, and then schedule time for your reflective work. But then when you get stuck and you you have to do your reflective work, like we're saying, and you are finding that you're procrastinating, then going back to that question as to why and thinking about that bigger picture and you know how does future Linda spend her time and is this what future Linda would be doing is a nice way to kind of also get you back on the wagon and get you moving in your um, flow state as well. Definitely. Um, the third domain, I think it's less relevant to what we're talking about, but it's still interesting is just your relationships as well. Um, And he talks about the fact that it's important to, you know, with our friends, our family, sometimes we can just schedule them in when it works for us outside of everything else. But in fact, actually, scheduling that time in advance, so blocking out time for those relationships, is also really important. But if you can manage to kind of, you know, cover those three domains, and then more specifically, what you were talking about, Elena, is with that like deep or reflective work, making sure that um, you're tying it back to that why, because with the internal triggers that Nir mentions in his in the book. I guess they it kind of works on two ways. It's, it's almost like, you know, why am I feeling this procrastination? Like, what's the actual reason behind it? But then also, like, what are the tools that can help me combat that reason? And as long as you're intentionally thinking about those two things, I think you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You need a combination of the two. So that's internal triggers, but it would be remiss of us to not mention anything externally. Um, With that, Elena, like, do you have any examples from, you know, external we spoke about, this is your boss tapping you in the shoulder maybe, it's meetings, too many meetings that are uh, scheduled in the day, it's your Slack channel going off. I know for me personally, and it makes sense that um, the external trigger slide, because when we we, uh, went through COVID, I found at first, like the habit was really hard, like working in a new environment. But then once I started to, I find that I'm way more productive at home now personally. And I think it's just that removal of the external triggers has helped me become less distracted at home. Um, But yeah, do you have any kind of tips or examples on what you can do to help from an external trigger point of view?
0: I feel like I very lightly touched on it in the internal triggers as well like earlier in the episode but just making sure you turn off your notifications first of all when you're working um what i try to do when I'm in the office is probably put on some earphones um sometimes I'm not actually even listening to anything but it's kind of like a sign that don't like talk I can, to me don't talk to me <laughs> um otherwise I sometimes I do I just put on like some like smooth jazz or like some instrumental music to help me focus um some of the other things I do uh is probably like we work at uh, whatso office so there's a little rooms that like are little pods yeah if i really really need to concentrate and just like nothing else is working i feel like that definitely helps um another thing is probably being proactive like with your boss like We don't really have that much here, but I know my previous roles, um, I would get like messages and emails and like calls being like, can you do this? Can you do this small thing? Can you do this small thing? Yeah. it's like, I have three main tasks, but now I'm like doing all these little things. Um, And it's just like becoming proactive and engaging with your boss being like, I have these things to do, Um, more than happy to help you with like this, this and this. um, But do you, see a bigger priority of the new tasks you gave me or the initial tasks. Cause that's the way I'll tackle that. Or like, if, if you've already started time blocking, you show like how you've time blocked your day and being like, this is the task that I've time blocked my day for. Do you want to swap out any of
1: the priorities that I and have can I right now? I just say a boss would love that. Yeah. Like a manager would love that. Like imagine, you know, your, your colleague, your employee coming to you, sh- them showing you their calendar and saying, hey, this is my calendar. These are the things that I've you've asked me to do. What do you think? Like, how should I go about my day? Because every manager would like want to know what their employees are doing. You know what I mean? And how they're yeah. spending their time. But it's too rude and micromanaging to ask. So you would never directly ask unless there were issues. But imagine that scenario and that coming, like, you'd love that. I've had someone come to me
0: and say that to me before and yeah. I was just like I my respect grew for them yeah, like immensely. The proactiveness, yeah. I was just like yes, please do this to me anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes it really easy to know that like I'm also not pushing you too hard and you have your priorities straight set straight. Yeah. Um and if I did need to switch something around, I now have the flexibility to be like okay, well I can see that you've done that, Yeah. but this task actually might be a bit less important than this task I've asked you to do, so could we swap them out? Yeah, And it gives that, it's an open space to now make decisions together rather than like being alienated in your bubble.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It becomes collaborative rather than you just saying, no, I can't do that because mm. I'm too busy on these other things. Yeah. Only good outcomes from that. Yeah, exactly. I think another one um, that we have, more so seen across the team doing this now is just updating their slack as well if Mm -hmm. they are in deep work actually writing that or you know i see like sometimes like a little lunch bowl so Mm -hmm. you know people are on lunch like just just updating like your digital channels like if you use slack or whatever you use just so your team know like okay you're in the middle of a big piece of work you know you'll get back to them at x amount of time Mm -hmm. whatever that is um Yeah, I I think that that's also really helpful as well from an external point of view.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes what I even do, like I might have those things on, but some tasks one of my team members wants like now and I'm like, look, I have these tasks blocked out for me. I don't think I can get it on priority until like two days later. Will that be an issue? And I'll just check in with them as well to see, if this is really that urgent or it can wait because they might task me in that day and be like, can you review this? And I'm like, actually I might capacity, yeah. please don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that from you before, <laughs> but respect it. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, any anything else, Elena? Anything else on internal, external? I feel like
0: back to the flow state, one last thing that I would say is yeah. when you're looking at adding and eliminating challenges, when adding challenges something that i feel like i should have touched on earlier was that um, like flow happens when a person's skills are like fully being used to their maximum capacity Mm -hmm. so if your skills are being used but you, you don't feel like you're getting into that flow state still like you're starting to get onto that brim I guess or that line of starting to get to boredom so adding some challenges to you if you don't know what they are maybe talk to your manager or a one-up or someone who has better skills in there than you um, and pick a skill that you might want to improve on or add some challenge to that yeah and then in removing challenge from the work environment there'd be probably two steps that I would take it's um either reducing the challenge by I uh, extending the deadline, asking mm-hmm. if you can extend the deadline um, or accepting help from someone with greater skill levels than mm-hmm. you in that specific task. Yeah. Or even I, if it's not an immediate thing, um, identifying your shortfallings and breaking them down into very small bite side pieces yeah. that you can slowly work on to get better. And that can be tied back to asking someone with a greater skill level. And the benefits there are twofold. First of all, you're actually adding the challenge to yourself Mm -hmm. um, and you're getting an outside perspective and you're building those professional relationships as well because you're building that communication and network with others in your team or if you're asking
1: for help externally with someone else as well I love that I feel like it's just it all comes back down to intention and a lot of this is reflective it is I think I I think you need to kind of sit down and Maybe it's, it's a chunk of time. Maybe it is just throughout your day, be conscious of pinpointing moments when you are procrastinating. And then like Elena said, you know, whether it's that, whether it's something else that we've spoken about, trying to figure out why and then putting in those tools to try and combat that yeah. in future. Something that
0: helps me is also meditation and yoga because it gives you that space to learn how to be present in the moment and yeah. align with and attune yourself with why you're procrastinating things mm. that's a nice note to end this on it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us today elena it was nice to have you on the podcast thanks for having me it's Guys, been a pleasure. if you are interested in learning more we referred to two main books one is deep work and the other one just so i don't butcher it is indestructible how to control your attention and choose your life if you're interested in this we will drop it into the show notes otherwise we'll talk to you next time